weekend. We've been talking about it all morning. I've been talking about it specifically because I want you to say, I really need to go to that next time we have it. Because it's really powerful. It's a really good time. And it's, it's good because we get to cry and we get to be broken and then we get to be built up and then we get to be filled with the Holy Spirit and what a better weekend. Um, and so, but I'm going to, I'm just going to ask for any of those who have testimonies, anything they want to share, I'm going to kind of go, Cole, we've already heard from Corey, but anyone who wants to come and share of what, of what God did in and through you or spoke to you during the time and the encounter, I'm going to open up. So, so we're going to ask for, I should have, you know, we'll ask for the first bold person to kick this off. And we know there's a few testimonies. All right, Karen, come on up. We're going to, we're going to ask him to come forward. That way you get to see him. Okay, and right before she does, we're going to do also this. If you were attended the encounter, go ahead and stand up where you're at so we can see all the attendees. Find out where you're at. Praise the Lord. Amen. Karen. Okay, first one I want to share is I have a lovely lady that uh, is part of my that is normally too ill to do, do much of anything. The only place that she really comes is to my cell group. Her name is Char, and she's Katie's mom, so you might know Katie. She came to the encounter and stayed the entire time. This is the first time in a very, very long time that she has stayed away from home for any length of time. We were able to make accommodations for her to lie down, but she didn't miss out. Amen. That was awesome. And it was a true blessing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. For myself, this was my second time going, so I came with expectations. And I truly was not disappointed. Um, I had one expectation that I came with, but God being as wonderful as he is, he met so much more than that. But at the very end of Saturday night, my one wish was granted. Hallelujah! <laughs> I was prayed over, and Sue came, I mean, um, Linda came and sat with me Saturday night and prayed with me over my one request. And she just said, Stand up and praise God and worship. And I did, and I was worshiping in tongues. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo! <sighs> Who's next? Get get the Kleenex. All right. I'm very nervous to talk to you. But what I'll do is I'll just close my eyes and not look at it. There you go. <laughs> and face the wall over here. Um, eight years ago, I was I grew up in a church, but I just didn't grow there. There was something missing my whole childhood. I knew Jesus was there. Of course, I was saved. But it just was missing something. Something was missing. And when I moved up here 15 years ago, I was going to the same, you know, traditional church. And uh, I'd sit in the pew and I'd go, God would just tell me, there's something, I mean, something missing. Something missing in this church. And I I couldn't figure it out because we didn't speak of the Holy Spirit much. Hardly ever. And I just was so, didn't know what was going on. You know, I just knew something was wrong. So I called this girl that I didn't know, but this is um, how God works. He uses people. I know that for a fact. And 
I called this person, and she said, well, I go to a lighthouse group. Would you like to go? And my eye jumped right on it, man. I, I just wanted to get out of that church. <laughs> 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 and so, anyway, I went. <laughs> it was at Donna's. And Shan was there. I think this is Shan right here. <laughs> I don't want to open my eyes because I get too nervous. <laughs> I can't, you know, I get nervous when I look, you know. But anyway, um, Shan was there, and I think it was the second meeting, and, and she says, has anybody ever been baptized in the Holy Spirit? And I go, no. And I, I knew what it was. I just knew God was letting me know what it was. And so I stood up, and she says, she just started telling me, you know, I don't even remember. <laughs> but anyway, it just, I mean, it came out of me. It was like a, a breaking of a dam. <laughs> and for, for weeks and weeks, I was just speaking in tongues, and, and it was so, it was wonderful. And, and then when something else happened in my life a few years ago, and when I was speaking in tongues somewhere, and I got a little hurt. And so since then, I've been oppressed in it. I mean, I do it at home and, and to myself, but I was afraid, you know. And God kept telling me, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. And she was telling me, don't be afraid. And, and if God gives you a gift, and I know this because he says it in the Bible, use your gift. Don't be afraid. Speak out for him and let him use you. And if you ask him to use you and you ask him for the gifts, he'll give it to you, believe Amen. me. And it will come on you like lightning. <laughs> and last night, I prayed for God to use me again, and I hadn't asked him for a while because I was fearful. And he said, he pushed me out there, and I did it. And I'm feeling so much better today because, and I thank God for the encounter weekend because I was getting so oppressed. And I want to thank Jesus for everything in my life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Who wants the magic wand? My turn. Well, I'm not a big speaker. Uh, I really enjoyed this weekend. He'll turn it down. Oh, okay. I really enjoyed this weekend. It, it opened my eyes to more uh, feeling with Christ, and it, it's it's a wonderful feeling. I, I'll tell you. I just I can't explain it how good it is. It's just a good feeling. <laughs> I better stop now. <laughs> Thank you. It's great the work God does inside and so often so hard to say. All right, who else? Let's do that. Let's do that. We're in the encounter still. This is encounter okay, weekend. Okay. All right. Um, so I have been trying to heal a really long, bad relationship, and I've gone, you know, been doing the forgiveness thing, and, um, and before I moved back here, when I was back in Hawaii, and my friends were praying over me before I left, and one of my friends just had this word of, like, you are a princess, and you are royalty, and that just keeps coming up continually throughout everything, you know, all the people that I meet with, and, oh, this morning, God just gave me this vision and he was holding my heart and everything that hurt on it and all the things and the mistakes that I've made and the sins and stuff. It was as if he was wiping those things away and everything, 
all that dirt, and you could just see this like puddle of dirt and hurt and everything just running away, like washing off my heart. And then in addition to that, he was just holding me in when you were talking about being intimate with the Lord, and he's, he's very good about being intimate with me, and I'm so thankful for that. And he was just holding me, and then in addition to washing all that stuff off my heart, he placed the little crown on top of it. And, <laughs> and he's like, Justin, you are my princess, and I am going to restore what has been lost. And <clears throat> all that hurt and all that pain, I am just taking it away. And... Um, yeah, just a reminder that he is the restorer, and he gives back what has been lost. And when we get to be in heaven with him, all that will go away. So, yeah. Amen. Amen. You know what? One of the things is, is you're getting the, the courage to come and share. There was, uh, God was doing something over the weekend, not just here, but we have been praying for people and even the potentials of those who would be attending. And and I've heard a number of testimonies of intimacy. There's three that I know of, and, and you might be a fourth or a fifth, that that was one of the big impacts, that feeling the intimate and the holding of God, the embracing of God over the course of this weekend. And I believe that there's anointings, things that happen, and, and not just... In individually, or but, but as we're praying that there's certain times that things will be happening, that was one of them. I want to, this is really interesting to um, Jesse, that last night I prayed for, for a man here, and, and I, I really, these are, this is a little strange for me, but, but I, I thought, it was, was there anointing in this area because I, God gave a word, which was really exciting for me because he gave me a word of wisdom and, and prophetic insight into this man I was praying for. And, and when you said, you know, things falling off, I actually last night right here prayed for him. I said, and these things are going to fall off. And I did the exact same motion that you did. And that, that I believe that there is sometimes anointings and things that will happen. And, and that might sound goofy. It does to me. So it's okay. But, but that God can even be doing things. And that there was an anointing of intimacy and sloughing off of, of sin and other issues. So praise the Lord. It was really good. Who else? I, I wasn't I wasn't at the encounter weekend, um, I, though I wished I I could come. I had to be in L.A. on Sat on Thursday for a big doctor's appointment. Um, but I feel the reason that I felt I wanted to share was because I think that with all the prayer that was going into preparation for this weekend, I think there was an anointing over this whole body because I had the most incredible prayer time, a meeting with the Lord as I was driving down the mountain to my to go into L.A. for my appointment. And it was really a, a, a real life-changing encounter with the Lord. Um, and I, I feel that it was, um, things happened in my life that were the kind of things that would have happened had I been at the encounter. Mm -hmm. and, and, I, and I feel like it was a spillover of what was happening here. And so sometimes even when we can't be at the actual event, it doesn't preclude God from acting in our lives when our heart is open and, and seeking and, and wanting him to be 
um, at work in our hearts. And so I just I just wanted to give that testimony that God just really met me on Thursday, and I and I had been praying for the work that He was going to be doing in the lives of the, those who came to the encounter, and yet He did something wonderfully spectacular. And I ended up being involved in an accident after my uh, doctor's appointment. My doctor's appointment was a disaster. It was like the enemy was doing everything he could to. And, and, you know, that so often happens after God does something really wonderful and in our, in our lives because he want, the enemy wants to come in and try to rob us. But God had done something so wonderful that I was able to walk through those things that previous to that encounter would have really knocked me off my block. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I, he had given me such grace that I made it through. And, and I haven't been perfect since. You know, I've had my failings since then, but it's that, as you said, we, you know, ask forgiveness and we go on. But God is so good. Thank you. I like that the, the left or the spillover. And I, and I got a picture of, you know, you go, is that biblical? And you go, you know, what about Peter and the shadow ministry? You know, just walking by and the spillover of the anointing that Peter walked in as his shadow passed by. He said he, people would be healed in his shadow. There's something about anointing and spillover anointing. You got another one here. Hold me down. Okay. Oh, where do I start? Well, I've been coming here for a lot of years, and I always worked on the weekends, so I never had the opportunity to come to one of these encounters, but... I did, and for those that know me, I've been on disability for the last year. I have some major health issues going on that's affecting my brain and neurologically and my muscles and everything, and you feel really, really vulnerable. (laughs) And thinking about coming to this, I was like, Lord, what are you going to make me do? You know, these people people are going to pray over me for healing, and I'm still going to have all these problems, and but... I don't know, it's just amazing. And I was sitting here in the chair and I was crying and I didn't really even know why, you know. And it was when you asked people to come up for emotional healing and my friend over here was like pushing me to get up there. <laughs> and, you know, I, I just wasn't really sure, you know, why I was even crying. But I did go up there and, um, I don't know, God is just... He's so gentle and so intimate and just so amazing. And he just really spoke to me. And I think you'd have to understand what's going on in my brain and stuff. But its I know how much God loves me, but with what's been going on, it's just been really hard to grasp. And this has been one of the trials of my lifetime, and I've been through quite a few. And um, I don't know, he was just so amazing, and he just really reiterated to me how much he loves me. You know, so that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) Amen. It's a good story to stick to. God loves me. Amen. I know there's a few more. Okay. Okay. 
Well, I've already had my embracing moment, and I want to encourage you that have had it, that it lasts. And those of you who haven't, look for it, because you will never, ever be the same. For the encounter, my question to God was, and what I wanted an answer to, first of all, I signed up to go because I've been before, and I just thought I'd go again. And Rob asked me, he says, are you here to receive, to give, to what? And I said, yes. <laughs> and I, when um, Eric asked us to go before the Lord and ask him um, to show us what it was we wanted, and I, I've kind of been in a place where I, I don't know. People would ask me, and i just go, I don't know. And so I said, God, I don't want to be a person who doesn't know anymore. And so I was really tired Friday night, and I thought, I'm going to go home and sleep. But that was not the case. I was like tossing and turning awake every hour. But I kept hearing, when I was sleeping, I kept hearing the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. Period. So I'd wake up and I'd go, God, let me go back to sleep. I want to hear the rest of this. And over and over I would hear the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. So I woke up the next day going, Okay, God, I'm going to go find out the rest of this because you did not let me sleep and you did not give me those. <laughs> the rest of the words, what do you mean by the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit? So I came all day yesterday and I experienced over and over the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. And out of that, all I know is that I don't, I, I don't know what I don't know anymore. <laughs> but I know that by the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit, when the questions come, I will know. Okay. All right, we're going to go here first. Okay. Hi, I'm Elise. Uh, I guess most of you uh, do know me. Uh, this was my second encounter, and it's been years since I went to the other one, and I knew how, how nice it was. And I kind of chit-chatted my husband into going Friday night. And I said, well, we'll see how you do Friday. And if you'd like to go, we'll go Saturday. He said, yeah, okay, I'll go Saturday. Well, a wonderful thing happened. He was saved. I've prayed for 40 years. Ever since we've been married. And that's a long time, but... Uh, it, it has come to this point, and I am so happy, and I know my husband is too. Now we can pray for our three sons and their families to be saved, Amen. and we can do this together. Amen. 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 Well, I don't know what to say, but I'm I'm so happy that. My sins have been washed away, and my heart is lightened, and I want to thank my dear wife for 40 years of encouragement, <laughs> and Pastor Rob and Pastor Eric for their ministering, and I, I really appreciate this, and I'm so glad that I have done this. So, thank you. <laughs> I knew that one was coming. <laughs> so, and I, I have to say, we were doing one of the sessions, and, and I forget which session it was, um, but people were coming for prayer, and, and, and Robert came up. So I was going to pray for whatever that, that session was, and he just simply said, it's time. 
I think it's time. And, wow. That's what it's about. People encountering Jesus. We encounter him for the first time. And once you've encountered him, I guess I can turn this off because I've got two mics and I'm going to ring back. Once you've encountered him for the first time, it's a lifelong encounter. And, and don't miss that part. If you've come to Christ, that's not it. There's so many more encounters where you come and you, you meet him intimately and, and he heals different parts. And why he doesn't do it all at once, I'm not sure. Maybe it would be wonderful just to come to him and get saved and have him heal us completely emotionally, physically, and do all the work at once. But he, you know, he just, throughout our lifetime, he meets us and, and does more work. And it's just because of his grace and his sovereignty. And I don't think we could handle it if we encountered him 100% in one spot. I think we would just die. I mean, just, it's over. <laughs> and so he, and, 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 but it's wonderful because there's those times that he just overshadows and overempowers us and we go, wow, I've seen all of God. And he, and he laughs. <laughs> that was my elbow. <laughs> and he just, throughout our life, he just reveals himself. But we, the scriptures in, in uh and Jeremiah says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. We have to be those who would pursue God. We have to be those who would pursue God to find him in our life and be open. One of the big things of this weekend is that we, we, we had to commit that we would be open to what God wanted to expect and be open to anything he wanted to do and not be closed. And I tell you, that's a little bit hard. If we can go down on the volume just a little bit, I got a little bit of a ring. Um, but don't want to mess up your recording either. But we have to be, be open to whatever God has for us. And right there, that means we're out of control because we don't understand all the things God has for us. We want to, but we don't. And it's that moment of saying, okay, God, whatever you have for me, I want it. I need more of you. Wow. Well, I hope you're jealous in a good way. Boy, I want to do that and... and we, we want to continue to encounter God as, as we move forward individually and have these times where we do it. But th- these don't just need to happen at encounter events. I believe God is stirring something up, even here in the services, on our celebration services and, and, and in life groups. Over the last number of weeks, we've been seeing a lot of other things happening here in service. And I just believe God is pouring out His Spirit and we're going to see more healing during our times of worship as we're getting ready and, and opening our hearts to him and abandoning ourselves. In the, in the, in the next few minutes, our final session uh, this morning is, is wanting to share a little bit of vision of who we are at Christian Center and what we're about for all of us and not just for those who attend the encounter, but for everyone here. This is, this is for us just to, to encourage us about what we, who we are in Christ and who we are as a body at Big Bear Christian Center. When God called Shannon and I here to come and, and step into the senior pastor position of Big Bear Christian Center, we came with a mission. And, and it was in our hearts. And God has brought that mission back up. And I believe it's what God wants us to be, to be doing here at Christian Center. And that mission has been for years and years to help bring everyone we come in contact with one step closer to Jesus. And that's our life mission, to help bring 
everyone we come in contact with one step closer to Jesus. And I believe that's what he's calling us as a body here at Christian Center, is to understand that wherever we go, that, that our job, our duty, is to help bring people closer to Jesus, to encounter him just a little bit more. And, and what's awesome about that is that, that no matter who you come in contact with, they can come a little closer to Jesus because nobody's all the way there. Until we get to be with him in person in heaven, we all get that opportunity to grow. And as you've heard the testimonies of what happened in encounter, each one had a, a different type of encounter where they came a little bit closer to Jesus. And that works for those who are saved, weren't saved, still are not saved. Every time you go out into public, we have the ability to be a witness for Christ and take somebody a little bit closer to Jesus because you get to be that representative. We get to be that delegate, that ambassador out in public as, as we go that has the life of Jesus inside of us. This should have the joy of the Lord. And when we're even in a checkout line, checking out, and we live in a small community, after a while you pretty much know the box boy and the, and the clerk and all those things, and you know them by face, and you're starting these chit-chat, but you get to be that example and witness to say, I'm gonna, I gotta remember that my goal is to help bring them closer to Jesus. I'm gonna love on them. I'm gonna be joyful. I'm gonna let the life of Christ run out, and, out of my life. It could be when you're driving down the road and you see somebody who's, who's broken down on the side of the road and you have the time and the ability, even if you don't have the time, you make the time, but you have the ability to, to help. Whether it's, can I call somebody for you? Can I help you fix your car? And you become the life of Jesus, helping them to grow one step closer to Jesus. And for some, that's just that they've had so many bad experiences with Christians. Maybe you'll be the first positive experience with a Christian. And they'll say, wait a second, maybe Christians aren't all like whatever they think that they are. One step closer to Jesus. Overall, God stirred up a, 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 this number inside of me uh, a couple of years ago, and, and it was that we would see, Christian Center, we would see us ministering on, on a continual basis to 5% of the population of Big Bear. And I said, well, 5%, that's not, that's not that much. I mean, you have 5%, there's... There's, there's plenty of churches, they can have the other 95%, but God, I felt like he was saying that we, we're going to be reaching on a continual basis, 5% of the population. And so in 2010, just so we understand this, and I really believe he was talking specifically about Big Bear City. He's planted us here. Not the people from Big Bear Lake, Shan, you're welcome, you can still come. Okay. <laughs> you know, People may come from the other side of town, and that's, and that's fine, but because there's, there's 5,019 people as of 2010. 5,019 people in Big Bear Lake. There's 12,304 in Big Bear City. See, this, this is, we, we live in the place where people live. 12,304 in Big Bear City. And, and so I go, 5%. And, and then I calculated 5%. So that's... 615 people on a continual basis that God is calling us to minister to. That's, that's, I just believe that's the first step. We'll take all 100%. But there's something about that. We're, we're going to reach out. We're, we're going to see, I believe, us as a congregation ministering to, on a continual basis. 
615 people. Now, some of you are, why don't you say weekly basis? If I say a weekly basis, we're going to feel like they have to be here in the church. You know, we're beyond that because we're not a Sunday church. We're a people of God. And God has called us to be, the word we use is a cell church. I don't want to get lost in the term, but a cell church. And that means basically that we believe in the ministry of the saints, and that we believe in all of these principles. And, and this one is the community side of it, where we need to be in our communities, living with other believers in small groups of people be, so that we can fellowship and encourage one another. The Encounter Weekend was a culmination of encouraging those in life groups to join together and, and be set free from some of the bondages and to have that. But we are a cell church, and that's Acts chapter 2, 46. Go there for a moment. Acts chapter 2 is the birth of the church. The Holy Spirit was poured out in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and we're not going to go in there because we definitely don't have time for that. But in verse 46, so here the, the Holy Spirit is poured out. Jesus has been resurrected. He's risen. He's ascended to the right hand of the Father. Um, a week later, the Holy Spirit's poured out at Pentecost. 3,000 people are added to the church that day. And in verse 46, after we talked about the birth of the church, it says, So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. House to house, breaking bread, living in community, life groups, the groups that we have, they're designed not to be Bible studies, but for people to live together. And, and it's, it's purposeful putting people in a place that's uncomfortable. In, in life groups, when you first join, they're a little uncomfortable because people start getting in your stuff. And we don't want people in our stuff. So that's why coming to church is so easy. You come, you put on your hat, you get in the fight in the parking lot with your spouse, you open those doors, the smile goes on, you close the doors, you walk in, you praise God, and you go home, and nobody knows anything. But God wants us to live more in real relationship with Him and with the other believers. So purposefully, we're saying, we go get together on a weekly basis, meet together, fellowship, praying and believing, all the while as leaders are going, God, let them see that it's not just a Wednesday and a Sunday, but let them begin to live in community where they care for one another. And that on top of that, they might meet in the morning to pray or have dinner together and live in, in real relationship one with another. It, in Acts 2, it says breaking bread daily. It didn't say weekly. The real goal of, of life groups is not that it would stop and that that's the end all. That's the, that's the problem. I don't want to see the end all going, okay, so I go on Wednesday nights and I'll go on Sunday morning and I'm in. It's, it's about learning to, that we are not to live independently, but we're supposed to love one another and live in relationship. And when you have a problem, you know who you're going to call, those people that you're connected to. We want, we want to develop that side that we're, we're deeply lacking in our society of realness and vulnerability and community. And so we're a cell church, and, and at the core of Big Bear Christian are our life groups. 
of 3 to 15 people that meet weekly throughout the Big Bear Valley, empowered by the Holy Spirit through prayer. Their purpose is to make disciples through spiritual growth, community, and evangelism, which results in group multiplication. And that's, that's this definition that you'll hear over and over and you'll see everywhere because these are the principles of the Christian life and the group multiplication means that if you're doing these things and people are getting saved and you've only got so much room in a living room and how many people can you live in community with on a weekly basis and have a relationship, you're going to say, it's time that part of the family moves. You know, if, if, if you've got kids, I've got four. And as they get older, they're going to start having kids. Imagine them each having a spouse and four kids all living at home together with us. That's going to be a lot of people living in the home. At some point, you say, man, we're still family, but we're too big. Why don't you go over and have your family over there? We're still going to get together for family reunion. But this is just a little too big. We love you. You're part of our family. We're still going to fellowship. And they're going to be over there because they're going to start having their little relationships. And that's just the, that's the way of life. And that's what group multiplication is. You gather together as a family, but as you're doing that and as you're reaching out into your sphere of influence into the community and you're sharing your faith with the people you work with or the people at in, in, in the gym or whatever it is and they're beginning to come to Christ. They don't know this other part of the group and you're beginning to build your own family of believers and at some point you go, I'm going to take my group of family of my family and we're going to go over here and we're going to do the same thing over. And we just keep doing it. The, the goal is in group multiplication. That's what happens naturally. When two people fall in love and they start having kids, it's just kind of a natural process. It's just going to happen. And that's what's going to happen is we commit our life to the Lord and say, God, let us be Holy Spirit-empowered people. And that's, as a church, part of our vision. Part of who we are is we're not just a church. We are a cell church, but we're also, and what, which name do you want to pick? A full gospel? Charismatic? The one that scares most people is the word Pentecost. You know, I tell you, you almost want to whisper it. You go, so is your church Pentecostal? You say Pentecostal real loud in some places, and people go, you're not one of them. We're Pentecostal. Now, that doesn't mean we're united Pentecostal. We're not talking about a denomination. We're talking about what we believe. Pentecostal simply means we believe that the gifts and things that began at Pentecost are supposed to be activated and happening still today. That's why when you come, if you've never experienced this and you go, man, what was that prophetic word thing? What do you call it? And who was that strange speaker speaking in gibberish? And how come they sing in that weird language? And, and you're going, what is that? That's Pentecostal. That means these are the things that the God birthed at Pentecost. And we believe that he's still moving in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we're different. We have a flavor different from some of the other churches. Praise God, that's who we are. And I'm not going to make any apologies for it. But I want to encourage you to be open to what the Lord has. Press in and say, don't be scared off by, by any of these things. But press in and say, God, this is a little strange, but I pray that you're seeing real live people, people with passion for God and love for one another. And I hope that you've been embraced. And, and that's an, a chastisement, encouragement to us. There's people in the congregation that, that we, we don't know you. We need to embrace them and make sure that people are feeling loved. So we are a cell church. We are a Pentecostal cell church whose desire is to bring everyone we come in contact with one step closer to Jesus. Now, we want to help you do that. And, and so one of the things that we have is 
is we realize we can't just say grow closer to Jesus. So we actually have something. It's just one of the many things you could do. But we have, we have a, what we call a training track. And, and it just helps to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus, to grow in your knowledge of him. And so we, we call it a training track. And, and we, you know, we could change the name because it doesn't sound very fun. Training track. But that's what we call it. But it's simply this. When, when somebody gets saved, as Robert has just done, we're going to help him grow in his faith. And we're going we're gonna to go through a book like this, and it's going to be, it'll be this one for now. Not because it's holy, but because it's simple, it's, it's easy to work with. But it's a book called Live, and we're, we're going to spend time with him, helping him to understand what his decision in Christ meant. And we're going to help him to know that, that what he felt and what was going on in his life, this is why it happened, this is why it was important. important. From there, there's another, another part of the training encounter. Now, this is a little in the encounter weekend but it's along the same lines and this is about encountering God and realizing that God actually wants to touch you in an emotional way as well as a spiritual way it's about being set free from some of the bondages and the junk that we have in life I, I approach my Christianity real holistically I believe that God wants to touch us in our spirit but he also wants to touch us in our mind and in our body and he wants to do a whole work and there are some uh, there is some spiritual work that needs to be done. The first ones we need to be saved. But then there's also some things like you might actually have some demonic influence in your life. This book begins to deal with some of these and how to break those bondages. Talking about even our stinking thinking. You'll hear me say that a lot. We have so much stinking thinking that holds us back from accomplishing what God. So this book begins to get into that. And then we have the encounter retreat. We have a book and a retreat because this one doesn't go in as, as far in depth. And the other part is is uh, the encounter retreats, we do those about once a year. Pray, praise, praise God, we're going to pray and believe that more people be saved and need them so we can do them two or three or four times a year. But the encounter retreat you've been hearing all about, so I'm not going to go into that powerful time, so we get, live in an encounter. And then, and then we're going to help you grow in your faith in simply this, grow. You know, help you grow in your faith, learning how to do devotions, how to pray, what, what these things mean. And again, this is just real simple. These are just tools to help you grow. As you, as you grow one step closer to Jesus, and not every book is a step. I don't believe it's that simple. But as you're growing, one of the things that you'll come into is that, you know what? I've, I got saved. I've been set free from some of my things. I'm growing in the knowledge of God, and I'm praying. I need to, learn, I need to share my faith. How do I do that? We're going to help you learn how to share your faith with other people. And this is just part of the training track. You know, share your faith. And that's that evangelism piece because how can, you know, you ever meet somebody in Amway? Yeah. Don't you just wish that they never heard about Amway? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. But what is it about some of those people? They are so excited. Now, some are just greedy. I'm not talking about the greedy people. About, but there's something that somebody sees the plan and, and or Melaleuca or whatever it is, and they're just excited, and, and they see the potential of change in their life, and they're deceived for the most part. It's, it's not going to change your life like that, but they're excited about it, aren't they? And they're just like, man, you're so excited. That should be us in Jesus. If you've encountered God, you should be so excited about Jesus that you want to start drawing little circles. And so this was me, and, and this was somebody else, and they led me to Jesus, and I'm going to do the same to you, and then we're going to make it. We should be excited. So that's part of what we're going to learn about sharing our faith. 
from there, as you're growing in your faith, and we're, we're living in, in community through life groups, and, and you're now sharing your faith, and everyone else in your life group is, and now you've got 22 people in your life group, and, you're, and your life group coach, Pastor Rob, one of us, Pastor Jeff is going, you guys need to multiply. We're going to say it's time for you to go and lead a life group, like we did with Corey just this year. Like so many of our, our leaders, when they says, I could never do that. I could never do that. We're going to help you to be equipped in case this is what we're going to do is lead a life group. So there's, a, there's training in that. Along the process, too, that we've got other, other things as people have needs. And this is a book that we've, we, we have, and this is another way to jumpstart devotions. We've got copies of these. We want to help you to grow in your faith. That's part of our goal is to not just let you get saved and come on a Sunday morning, but to be active in helping you to overcome and to become fruitful in your life and no longer under the power of the enemy. That's why, we're, that's why we have these things. That's why we do these things. We even have other things. Once you become a, a life group leader and, and you run a couple groups and you say, I can't do this. I'm never going to do this. I can't believe, you know, the first time. Remember the first time your life group leader says, hey, will you lead next week for me? And you says, I think I can do that. And then it's a total flop. And, and, you, and you get to the end of the meeting and you says, I'm never going to do that again. That's what we say. But we've got some tools to help you. And, and these are just things that we, you know, eight habits of effective small group leaders and how to lead a great subgroup meeting. Tools to help you become uh, a facilitator and a leader of groups. We don't want to leave you out there. We have a, a specific way and a, an intentional way to help you grow in your faith. We don't believe those books are holy. We just believe that they're helpful. Okay, so don't get lost in, in that. They're helpful for you to grow one step closer to Jesus. You hear that over and over again. Hey, how are you doing? Have you grown one step closer to Jesus recently? You might not realize it. Maybe go ask somebody else. Hey, have I, have I grown any closer to Jesus? Be honest. And some of them are going to say, I think you've moved away. Some of them are going to say, man, you have. You know, let them speak into your life and say, and if, you, if it's... If it's an argument, I, I need to grow. Help me grow. Find someone. Your life group leader should, should and will be doing these things with you. And sometimes they even need a little kick in the pants, and you might need to go up and say, Hey, I didn't know we had books. <laughs> it's okay. It's where we're going. It's who we are. As we move on, some of the things that become fun, just, I'm just talking about the training track here. There's another thing that we do, and we'll be doing that soon, and it's a Discover class, and it's about discovering your personality and discovering your spiritual gifts. And we get together and we laugh a lot, and because it's really fun to find out you know, all the different personality types, and, and you know, we'll, we'll drop the room in a quadrant, and, and by a couple of words, just in a couple of instructions, we'll divide this whole room in just a matter of a couple of minutes and people will be looking across the room at the other personalities laughing. Going, I knew it. That's why you're always like that. And we're going to discover ourselves. It's a great time. So we do these things. But so, And all this purpose is, is to help people know who they are so that then their gifts can be used to, to minister and to further the kingdom and to encourage the body of Christ. The Bible's real clear that, that the gifts are given, that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are given to encourage and edify the body of Christ. That means that we need to have grace with people using their gifts in the body of Christ. Their gift is to come and promote encouragement. And we want to allow those things. We want to help you find the niches. If you have a gift of teaching, 
or hospitality or counseling. One of the things we want to do is allow those things to be working and help you to find a place where you can serve God using your gifts. Encouragement, music, healing, intercession. There's places for all of those gifts, and we want to encourage whatever those things are. We don't want to, 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 to be closed or whatever so that you go, well, I can't use my giftings here. We want those things to flourish in the body of Christ. That is the, the, about the quickest vision that I could, could, could share this morning. But I, want, I really hope that we can see beyond a Sunday morning, beyond a life group, and say, we have a commission. The Bible says that we need to go into all the world. Matthew 28, 19. And not just win souls. That's part of it. But he says make disciples. Disciples, disciplined followers of Jesus. They get closer to Jesus throughout their life. As you look at the lives of the apostles, thank God they didn't say the same. Peter, can you imagine if he would have stayed the same? He grew in his faith and his following of the Lord Jesus Christ. John, he grew. By the end of his thing, he realized that his whole life is all boiled down to loving God. Just love God. Love one another. We want to become disciples of Jesus who grow in our faith. I want to encourage us all to press on and, and, and grow in our faith. There's a time we're living in crazy times. I mean, I just, I, I read, I don't, we don't have TV. I read these stories online, and I just can't believe the times in the, that we're living on. Guys, there's, there's one that's coming in California right now on January 1st. It becomes a law if it doesn't stop. And that they are, it, it, by law, counselors will not be able to help People struggling with same-sex attractions who want to get out of the lifestyle, they are, will be forbidden by law to counsel them out of it if they're a counselor. You walk in, and I, I believe it's only for under 18 now. I believe it's only for under 18. So you're 16 years old. You feel this same-sex attraction. You feel it's wrong. You don't like it. You want help, and you walk into a counselor's office and says, Will you please help me with this? And they will say, no, I can't. We're living in amazingly scary times. And as Christians, we need to be growing in our relationship with God, being filled with the Holy Spirit and power so that we can make a difference in others' lives and stand strong for what we believe. But we need to know what we believe. And so we want to help them. That's the vision, to help bring everyone we come in contact with That's it. Father, I am so grateful for our weekend, for what you're doing in our congregation. God, as we leave today, help us, each of us, help me to be aware of that call. Help bring people one step closer to you. God, that you would empower us with your Holy Spirit and you would open our eyes to the world around us, even as this Keith Green song used to say. Open our eyes. Help us to see the world through your eyes and come in contact with people and say, God, how can I help them just one step closer? How can I love them? How can I be kind to them? How can I share a word with them? God, help us to love you and serve you intentionally. God, reaching consistently over 600 people through our little congregation here is, is big, but I believe as we begin more and more to live intentionally and to grow intentionally and to serve you 
it's going to begin to happen like crazy. Father, thank you for this church that you've brought, brought us back to, Shannon and I and our kids. Help us to continue to grow in you as we serve you, following you each new day. God, bless the encounter attendees, Father. Bless everyone this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. I've got a gift for those who attended the encounter, so before you leave, come up. This is a gift to me for, uh, for after the encounter that this is good for your next training track book. Everyone's at a different spot. So whichever book you need, you're gonna get, you can come, and whichever book that you, you need, if it's one of the devotions or the next one, this is for free. So if you attend the encounter, make sure you come and get your gift certificate for your free training track book. Anyone else, um, if you're in a life group and didn't know about the, you need to be growing in your faith, you talk to your life group leader. Amen.